Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz, and I'm in an extra good mood today because I just found out that we've been getting over 10,000 listens per episode lately, which is a great milestone for a relatively new, a young podcast. Um, we don't have that many episodes under our belt, and you're doing a phenomenal job of spreading the word. So big thank you. But of course, I don't want to just impact 10,000 people per show. I want to reach 100,000 people per show. So if you still got it in you, if I've ever saved you an hour of time, I hope you'll give me a minute or two back and go up on iTunes and just leave an honest review, a short review with some stars on this show, because that's going to tell iTunes to recommend it to others. And if you leave a review, uh, email me and let me know at Kevin at KevinCruz.com. Give me your mailing address and um, I'll send you a prize, whatever I've got while supplies last, either an autographed book or a Master Your Minutes t-shirt or something else. I'd really like to get some more reviews so more people can discover this show. So in the last episode, I explained how to handle unexpected things that blow up your schedule on any given day. And today I'm talking about why you want to schedule things instead of list them. And it has to do with my debate with Sir Richard Branson. So before we dive in, you have to get the one page planning tool that millionaires use to schedule their day. Just pull out your smartphone and text the word achieve to the number 44222 or open your web browser and go to productivity-podcast.com. So what do you do when Sir Richard Branson calls you out publicly on his blog? Well, you challenge him to a $25,000 wager for charity, of course. So last month, I made a $25,000 bet with Sir Richard Branson that I could convince him that scheduling all tasks on your calendar is more effective than writing them on a to-do list. And of course, when I say I made a bet with Richard Branson, I mean, I reached out to him, to his team, to suggest the wager and its terms, and I just got an email response back from them. But before I tell you what they told me, here's the backstory. So it all started when Branson mentioned me on his blog by name and let the world know that he strongly disagreed with my recommendation that you should stop using a to-do list if you want to achieve extreme productivity. He says his to-do list is how he built Virgin into a billion-dollar company. So I felt wronged. Well, not exactly wronged. I actually felt delighted. I mean, <laughs> Richard Branson knows my name, or at least he did for the 30 minutes that took him to write that blog post, you know, and it brought free publicity to the book and to the ideas, but it did sort of sting on some levels. You know, he sort of misrepresented my position on to-do lists. He uh, misquoted me by taking uh, an inaccurate quote from a newspaper that he found. He confused the to-do list issue with other ideas around notebooks and note-taking and gratitude lists. So that's why I issued my challenge. I sent it in to his various email addresses and companies, and I wrote, I said, Sir Richard, I'd like to challenge you to a $25,000 wager for Virgin Unite, which is his charity. I'm afraid your blog post doesn't quite do my position justice. I believe that I can fly down to Necker Island and in 30 minutes, I'll convince you to give up your to-do list. 
If I lose, I'll contribute $25,000 to Virgin Unite. If I win, you'll hand over your final to-do list to me as a souvenir. Do you accept? Now, of course, I would have given the $25,000 to Virgin Unite, whether I won or lost. It was the bragging rights that I wanted. So how would I win the debate? What's the debate about? Now, there's so much hysteria around this to-do list topic. It's like people have a knee-jerk reaction to this idea of throwing out their to-do list. They're so attached to it, like, like it's their binky or I'm taking away their favorite wubby. <laughs> the online trolls attack me with funny statements like, Mr. Cruz is a hypocrite. I'm sure he uses a grocery list. Yes, I do use a grocery list, and I don't know what that has to do with this debate. So let me try to clarify it. I'm not against all lists. I'm not against to-do lists either for average performers, for average needs, but for extreme productivity, there is something better, something more reliable, and that is a calendar. So the reality is that, you know, different productivity tools should be used based on your level of productivity demands. So for a small number of tasks, hey, using your memory might be just fine. For an average number of tasks, listing them on a to-do list is going to be better than using your memory. For a large number of tasks, for extreme productivity, scheduling them on your calendar is more effective than a to-do list. So let's dive into this a little bit more. For example, your memory works pretty well. If you only have one task to do, let's say you've got to mow the lawn this weekend. Now you might forget about it Saturday morning. You might remember and procrastinate on Sunday morning, but by Sunday night, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I didn't mow the lawn this weekend. I got to go out there and mow it. It's probably why my neighbors uh, fire up their lawn mowers at like eight or nine o'clock at night, every Sunday night. Anyway, now let's say you have more than just that one item. Maybe this weekend you need to mow the lawn. Maybe you need to fix a closet door, wash the windows. The garden needs to be weeded. Oh yeah, you got to shop for your spouse's birthday. Uh, little daughter Kara, her soccer game. You got to take her to the soccer game and you got to finish that presentation that's due on Monday morning. You got to go grocery shopping, buy more wine, on and on and on and on. Suddenly using your mind, trying to remember all this comes with risk. The odds of us forgetting one of those things goes way up because we haven't planned it out. We might run out of time to do it all. And that stress load is there. Look at all this stuff. Eating. It's, I'm trying to enjoy my time at the soccer game, but there's that list that I still have to get done somehow. And it's already Sunday afternoon. But yes, a to-do list is going to be better than nothing. But what happens at the next level? What happens if you literally have 40 things to do in a given day? You know, you have maybe fewer tasks, but the consequences are much greater. Now, hopefully you don't have 40 things to do on your weekends, but you get the idea. If you have these ultra high achievers that I interviewed, I mean, they're doing dozens of calls a day, dozens of meetings, dozens of tasks, often in five or 10 minute chunks, usually no longer than 15 minute chunks of time. It turns out that most of us just keep adding more and more things on our to-do list. That study I talk about shows that 41% of all to-do list items are never done, and half the tasks that are done are put on the list the very same day. In other words, we do the urgent instead of the important. We do the quick and easy instead of the long and hard. And all those things that are stressing us out, weighing on our minds on the to-do list, you know, that's known as the Zygernick effect. We know we got to do them, but we don't have a plan, so it's stressing us out. 
So what's better than a to-do list? You want to stop listing things and start scheduling things. So too many people have been taught to use their calendar only for phone calls and meetings. But in my interviews with over 200 self-made millionaires, Olympic athletes, CEOs, even straight A students, they schedule everything. That is the key to moving into higher levels of consistent productivity and decreasing your stress levels. Yes, you're going to have a ton of things to do, but you're going to sleep well at night knowing that they're all in their place. You've got it all figured out already. They're on your calendar. So what was Richard Branson's response to my $25,000 challenge for charity? Well, I received a very nice email response back from the team at Virgin Unite. They let me know uh, that my debate and wager was presented to Branson, but unfortunately, he turned me down. Apparently, he just doesn't have the time to meet with me. <laughs> I couldn't have written a better ending to that story myself. So make sure you've subscribed to this podcast in iTunes and Stitcher, and please, please, please leave a review. If you're subscribed, you will not miss the next episode and you don't want to because that's where I explain why ultra productive high achievers do not have an open door policy. I am going to challenge that conventional wisdom. It is time to close the open door. And hey, even if you are not a manager of people, this episode applies to you. We all have some form of walk-in interruptions. So until next week, remember... Master your minutes to master your life. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.